beautiful. Welcome to Sell Like a Woman, the podcast, the place to be to learn how to get anything you want, whether it's more money, more customers, or even to get your kiddo to go to bed on time or your spouse to help with the laundry. I'm your host, Kendrick Shope, and welcome to Sell Like a Woman, the podcast. Michelle McGlade is coming to us from Vermont today. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. It's an honor to have you here. So, Michelle, we like to have boss ladies here on Monday <laughs> and uh, to talk about the business that you've created. I know that you're a best-selling author. I know that you are a business pro. So, tell everybody here who is new to you and new to your work what you do. Yeah, basically, I help health and wellness practitioners get clients and make money. I love it. That's <laughs> right. I keep it simple and short. Oh, some benefits. Get clients and make money, right? Yeah. Yeah. So why health and wellness practitioners? Why those people specifically? You know, I have a really uh, interesting story and have had the ups and down challenges with my own health and really became like passionate. This is what the practitioners experience too. Like you go through your own transformational journey, you find healing for yourself and you just become like a believer and um, an advocate for like alternative and holistic healthcare options. And that's me. Like that happened to me in college. I had fibromyalgia. And uh, the doctors basically said I'd grow out of it. So I was fully medicated, migraine seizures, like at the best time of my life, right? And I'm going to grow out of it. So I went on a year, years, years of, of really figuring out and getting to the bottom of what would work for me. And so I want to spread that message um, to the general public, to be honest. Yeah. Okay, let's talk a little bit. So let's dive in here. So you're in college and you're having seizures and migraines and obviously fibromyalgia. For those of y'all who have heard of that, you heard all over, right? Like that's basically yeah. what it means. Everything hurts. Is that right? Yeah. 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 I used to sell a, a drug. That's the correct way to say it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, okay. And, and so how did you discover like this? So the, so the doctors say you're going to grow out of it. That's traditional medicine. How do, so how did you discover this other path? Yeah, it's really interesting. So I was in um, the orchestra in college and my flute teacher was kind of woo-woo. Like you'd go over to her house and she'd have like all these herbs. She'd be cooking all this natural organic food, like everything that was the complete opposite of like the standard American family and diet, which is how I was raised. And she was like, Michelle, has anybody ever talked to you about what you're eating? Because that could be a huge factor. And I was like, huh, you know, I mean, I was already doing like chiropractic, massage, and I went on this long, long, long journey of just really diving into my diet and my lifestyle because I was, I'm a high achiever. I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> yeah. 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 I get it. I get it. Yeah. And so how soon after you made these lifestyle changes with diet and lifestyle, did you begin to feel better? I mean, how long does it take if you've been on the traditional I'm sure it's different for everybody, like everything else, but, but for you specifically, how long? It took me a good year. Um, really? I was, Did you want to give up? Because I'd be like, oh my gosh, I want to go back to my cheeseburger. You know, at first I did. At first, like, but I was, I mean, it's so hard actually to go back and connect with that woman that yeah. I was because I'm not that person today. But I remember, I mean, I was so desperate. And can you imagine, like, you've got a new boyfriend, you're in college, you're going to graduate, 
you want, you want your life. You want a life yeah. ahead of you. You don't want to think this is how it's going to be for the rest of my life. So I was determined. I was very determined. But what made you believe that this was it? Because this was something obviously that was different, right? Or did you just trust that this woman knew what she was talking about or? I decided. Ooh, I want to dive into that a little bit. So <laughs> this was like a, theme, yeah. that is a powerful statement, Michelle. Yeah. yeah. I and decided. I decided. So let's I, talk about it. Yeah, I know that now. I didn't know that at 20, right? But I did. I just decided I was going to be better, that that wasn't going to be how my life was. Like, I just decided. And, um, and that is really, if I go back, I'm getting chills talking about this. Yeah. Um, no, you know, knowing like 20 some years later now what I didn't know then, I know that that was the defining moment. And that's what actually got me better. It wasn't what I did. Like I did, I didn't write a book on what I magically did to heal from fibromyalgia because it, what happened for me might not work for the next person. It's the mindset and the decision-making. So my, it's so, yeah, it's so interesting how often, you know, even with selling, like I, you know, I teach step one, step two, step three, step four, how to close, how to overcome objections. But the very first thing we do is this mindset around selling because we have all these preconceived notions about selling is pushy, selling is icky, selling is this, or it has to be that when in fact it doesn't. Right. It's so interesting because I've had so many experts on here and every single one of them, I, I would say almost every single one of them starts with mindset, but it's it the does. thing that's so easy to skip over, right? Especially for high achievers who want action, 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 action. Yep. And I'll tell you, I, that's exactly where I was going with this is I can look back like when I started my first business. So the longer story is long, but you know, I, I had this passion. That's how I got into holistic healthcare, but I ignored it for about 15 years. I did spend 15 years in corporate America um, and then finally came back full circle to this industry because I was so passionate about it. And I started a business. I had a clinic. I had brick and mortar clinics. And my success in my very first business out of the gate was phenomenal. And I think it's because I decided, like I decided I was going to have this successful clinic. It was going to be making this and here's how it was going to look. And the vision was so solid and so clear that it just like rocket launched. It just went so fast. Okay. So let me play devil's advocate for a minute. For anybody who's sitting out here and saying, um, yeah, I decided that a long time ago and I'm still broke as a joke. <laughs> what would you say to that? <laughs> I'm still broke. I'm still struggling, struggling, playing. I decided, I believe. And yet here I am. So is there, is there more to that or is it just decide and it, and it, and it, and it happens? Yeah, no, here's the, here's what I think is the difference in all the manifestation, all the mindset stuff is that the, it has to be crystal clear, the vision and the decision to do it, but then you have to move towards it. That's where the action happens. And if you just say, I've decided it and it's clear and you're showing up every day doing nothing towards that, then it's not going to work. That's what I believe. Yeah. It's interesting because I remember, oh, and nothing ever happens on my timeline. My timeline is like, um, rocket. Yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I can remember when I first got, like, I took my first mastermind of women and that was years ago. I can remember thinking this is a step towards like being on TV or helping, you know, women, um, and speaking. And I can remember thinking, and I can't see the dots. Like, I don't know how coaching these 10 women mm -hmm. is going to get me there. 
but I believe that it will. And so often it's easy to lose that. And I mean, it was five years later before I, I ever, you know I mean, like I decided, but then I, it didn't just rain in from heaven. Like, man, it, 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 it sort of takes a while, at least in, not always, but to sort of cook and brew and bubble. And, <laughs> and you can't, does that make sense? Yes. Because one of the lessons I've learned, and I've, I actually had to learn this again in the last year, is you can't be attached to the how. Yeah. If you're attached Dang to the it. how, then you're screwed. It's not going to work because yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't go like that. <laughs> I know, right? Again, for high achievers or people who are used to being able to just go out and make it, it's a really not fun place to be. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's why I had to learn it again. You know? Yeah. So, so when you say I had to learn it again, what does that mean? What's what happened? Yeah. So, uh, this business now that I run doing coaching and consulting for practitioners, I was really, um, I'm really big into community. And I think that the wellness industry as a whole doesn't support itself and its own people enough. And so I was huge, huge, huge into like as a core value, you know, having community and building community. And I decided that, you know, leveraging some sort of membership model for my tribe was the way to go. And I pushed on that so hard and I fought courses and I was attached to it for too long. It really didn't go. I don't know why. Maybe I'll come back to it. But what I'm saying is like, I had to learn that lesson again because I was just, I wouldn't open my eyes and be open to other ways or other opportunities for longer than they should have been. Sometimes it's hard though. Don't you think? I mean, sometimes it's right in front of our face, but you're caught up in the day to day and the doing, and it can be right there. Not on your face, but it's hard to see, I feel like. Well, yeah, for the exact reason that you're saying, you're just so close to it. I mean, you're just so close. That's why we all need mentors and coaches and people to get us out of our own way. Yeah, it's interesting. I was having a conversation with a highly successful businesswoman who's a, who's become a friend. Um, a lot of people probably instantly know who I'm talking about. But, and and we were talking about, um, you know, back five years ago, six years ago, when we were first getting started, we had all these coaches ourselves. We had a mindset coach, we had a life coach, we had a this coach, we had a this coach, and then things got busier. Things started taking off, and you know, for whatever reason, all of a sudden we have no coaches, and we're like. Yeah, we need some coaches. Like <laughs> we need to go back to, I mean, we invest in ourselves, but we need to go back and get coached because there's a reason, um, you know, at every level, like you just oh, can't yeah. do everything, right? You need some mentors and you need some experts in your life. And I have to agree with that. So let's shift gears a little bit and talk about, talk to the health practitioners and the health coaches specifically. Yeah. People who are out there who are trying to run a business who are, uh, feeling stuck, feeling like they don't have enough money and they don't have enough clients because that's what you help them do, make money, get clients. Where do they start? There's all this information. What's step number one? Step number one is to grab yourself a business card and go talk to people. <laughs> I love it. So one of the reasons that this show is so much fun is because I look like a genius. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm saying everything. <laughs> for years. So uh, steps one and two of selling are prospecting and engagement, <laughs> oh right? In the, in the authentic selling proce- process. And it doesn't matter how well you can get to the point or get to the pain, overcome objections and close. If you don't have anybody to do that to, your business is still broke. Yeah. So 
prospecting and engagement. Get yourself a business card and go tell people what you do. As many people as possible. And by, you know, by default, you're just going to get practice. Even if you don't know all the exact ways to do it, you're just going to get practice. You're going to get immediate feedback. You can look somebody in the eyes and see if they're glazing over or if they're leaning in. Um, so it's, but it's this how is the you hardest part, Michelle. This is the hardest part, right? Yeah. I mean, think about it when you're starting, you know, this because it's who you work with, you live this, but when you start out to pick up a bit, I'm going to pick up my glasses, but to pick up a business card and walk up to people and say, this is what I do. And this is how I can help you. A lot of people would rather crawl in a hole and not eat for a week. So um, how do you get over that fear? You know, one of the ways that I found is most people when they're first getting started they're afraid right it's like fear of looking stupid fear mm. of being rejected and i've found with my tribe the best way to get over that is practice your message like have a message have something you know hear it feel good about it so that when you show up you don't throw up you know yeah. like that's what people tend to do. Verbal is they're, verbal, they're not verbal preparing anything. All over everybody, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 They used and, to say in pharmaceutical know, sales when we would come back from training, don't go verbal vomit on people. And I'd be like, I don't really know what that means yet, but it's a gross analogy. I certainly don't want to do that. And yet, yeah. I think I interrupted you because there was an unstable yeah. connection. Sorry about that. No, but like, and, and if you don't even have that, like, you know, if you don't prepare anything and you show up somewhere, or you're at the grocery store, then turn it back on them. This is what it's about anyways. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with about the person that you're talking to and how you can help them. So ask them questions. Like that's, you know, I've learned this by uh, survival because I'm basically so shy and introverted that the one of the ways I found to come out of that is focus off of me and put it on other people. <laughs> yeah, I love that because I get questions lots of times about I'm an introvert. How do I do this? And and the truth is. I can give you all the tips and all the solutions and all the, all the things I know, but it's difficult to believe coming from me because I am not introverted, right? I am as extroverted as they come. And so hearing me say, well, take the focus off you, turn it back on them. People still think, well, that's easy for you to do because you, you crave interaction like people crave air. So I think hearing you yeah. say that and seeing how comfortable you are and how um, you've been able to do this for yourself is really inspiring for a lot of my audience and a lot of people watching who aren't my audience, but just people watching because um, it can be hard to trust the introvert who's always jumping up and down with jazz hands. Um, I mean, the extrovert, right? When you're introverted and you're like, yeah, I need a little bit less of that kid. Turn that volume down just a little. Yeah. And I hear this all the time and it really, it does upset me because I mean, one, I can understand like you're introverted and shy, but two, like I thought you had a passion, a big passion to get out there and to serve other people. So guess what? You're going to have to find a way and everybody has their strengths and weaknesses. You know what I'm very good at doing when I walk in the room is reading people. And that's a, that's a strength. So yeah. like turn your personality and the aspects about you into strengths, use them. Yeah. And I think that there is a, there's a reason that you, we started with your story. And I said, you know, how did you know this was going to work? And he said, I decided, right. What mm -hmm. I have seen from every successful business I've ever had the pleasure of working with is they decide. 
They decide, A, I'm not going to be a victim. B, I'm going to be successful. Hell or high water, I am going to find a way. And yeah. I mean, that, that you can't teach, right? You can teach all the tools and all the strategies and all the tips in the world, and you can make people more comfortable applying them. But unless you decide, like Michelle talked about, it's going to be really difficult for your business to, to help anyone. Yeah. And it, it's so interesting because most people look outside of them for all the answers. And yeah. the truth is after all this time, it's just, it's inside of you. And then yeah. you go find people to help you learn how to do the things you're not so great at doing. Yeah, absolutely. After you decide, after you say I'm in it, I'm all in, then you can work on the skills. Too often we do it backwards. We think the skills are going to give us the drive and the motivation and mm -mm, you got to decide first. Yeah. And, yeah. and, 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 and I think that's also a lot of the reasons that people get upset when they take a course or a class and they don't get the results that they wanted. Okay. Don't give me wrong courses that don't deliver. There are plenty of courses that do, I, you know, I think it's up to you to get what you paid for and get what you came for. But I, I think that if you're expecting a course to give you the, to help you, um, the, to decide for you, you've gone about it backwards. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it's the disappointment also comes with incorrect in expectations. It you know, does. you need to be, it goes back to deciding as well. Like you need to be in this for the long haul. Business is a marathon, not a sprint. I mean, you can do sprints in between, but like you, this is no such thing as overnight. You know, no, no such thing. No, no. <laughs> I mean, I never hear anybody say that there is. Like I have not ever heard anyone say, I am an overnight success. But why, and I was one of these people, why we think that, I don't know. Like, it drives me bananas because I've never heard anybody say I was an overnight success, but everybody thinks they're going to be. I thought I was going to be. Put up a website, a million dollars, here I come. Not okay. You know, and I, I ended up having some really quick success in my first business, um, but I don't run around talking about that because to do that, you would need like to work 80 hours a week and exhaust yourself. And like, so that's not even real for most people. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk again to all the health practitioners out there and all the health coaches because you know, I have had the pleasure of working with lots of health coaches in, um, in, in the past five years. As a matter of fact, I think that um, I, some of my favorite customers are health practitioners because of the difference that I see that they're able to make in the lives of their people. I mean, it's amazing. And I'm thinking of specific people, specific clients right now. But I think that the easiest lesson for these people is that what they're doing changes lives. Like if you can, what I have found, and I wonder if you agree with this, is when you can get them to tap into that core message of the benefits of what they're doing, right? Like you take somebody from chronic pain to the skills and the tools to wake up every day, not in pain, happy, ready to go live this beautiful life or whatever. When you can connect them back to that, uh, it seems to take care of some of the fear as well. Would you agree? Yeah, there's this weird thing that happens for practitioners. Like they're just like their story is like just like mine. It's like something happened to me and you know, I healed myself and now I want to spread the good word and I'm so passionate about changing the lives of others. And then they go to school, they take the leap, they educate themselves in their trade, their uh, modality, and then they get out and they start a business and all of a sudden it's about them. Yeah. And I'm like 
I'm like, what just happened? It was yeah. all about the people you were going to help. And yeah. Now all of a sudden it's about you. Yeah. <laughs> Lack yeah. of congruency for sure. And they don't realize that. And so as soon as I say that, it's like, oh, oh my gosh, you know, like, do I really want to help people? If you do, you will find a way. Yeah, I agree. And you know, one of the things that um, I always teach in sales school is if you've accepted this lifestyle, if this is what you want, it's your obligation to tell people how you can help them. I mean, if you can change somebody's life, help, business, weight, whatever, energy, you know, I, whatever, and you don't tell them, what's the point? I mean, yeah. it's your obligation. If you can make somebody's life better and improve it, why would you not? And if you can get paid to do it, great. That's even better for you. Helping people and making money never, ever, ever is it ever written that the two have to be mutually exclusive. They don't, oh. right? Yeah. I mean, go shout it from the hilltops. And, yeah. and when you make money, you're so much more fulfilled. You're providing for your family and whatever the lifestyle is you want that you are now able to help more people. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Michelle, I know that you've got this great free called the five steps, right? Five yes. steps. Five steps to a weightless wellness practice. I love it. Five steps to a weight list wellness practice. That's got some alliteration in there. That's a sales tool right there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so, and I will pop the link in here on Facebook for you all, but it's, it's Michelle McClade slash five steps. Yep. The letter five or the number five. <laughs> Sounds like me. So we were watching, we, funny story. We were watching Steve Harvey show the other night, like the, not the Steve Harvey show, the, um, the family feud thing. Yeah. And um, my daughter loves to play it. So we play it as a family. And <laughs> the question was, name a country where kissing is considered an art. And the woman hit the buzzer and she went, Europe. <laughs> and I was like, that's what would happen to me, Europe. So but the letter, the letter five or the number five, it's all, it's all the same. <laughs> it's all the same yeah. in my mind. So yeah. Slash five steps. Fantastic. And we'll pop the link in on Facebook. So everybody has access to that. Michelle, I'm curious for any of our, any kind of coaches, cause we have a, a, a plethora of coaches in all different specialties who, who, who watch the show, but for anybody watching the one tip is to go out, get a business card, go <laughs> out and tell people. Right. And so give, get just, just if, if they're willing to do that, if they're willing to do that, if they're willing to say, I've decided I can help people, I'm going to go out and make a difference. What's step number two? For those action takers, let's give them one more step. You know, I think I, I'm, I, I just want to make sure I emphasize this because people will do that and then they'll say, see, it didn't work. And the key there is you've got to follow up. Okay. Like that is that is so important. It is so, 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 so important <laughs> because you're, you, this is about relationships and about building relationships and connecting. And if you go out and you hand out a business card or you get somebody else's card and you, they, you never talk to one another again, it was honestly a complete waste of your time. So just because the computer did a little jumpy thing. So what's so important that, that you're right. So people will say, I tried it and it didn't work and blah, 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 blah. So what's, what, what's the most important thing after that? Follow up. Follow up. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> did somebody say follow up? Did somebody follow say follow up? up? <laughs> That's my 
jam, yo, that's me. 50% of all sales are closed and follow up communication. So I think that the key here is, and Michelle makes such a great point, like giving somebody your card is the introduction. So it takes building a relationship and the way you do that is follow up. The card that is the first interaction. And, and, and whatever happens, happens. You learn from it, you readjust, and you move forward. But it's all about cultivating relationships. Michelle, I love it. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that we talked about that because I don't want to give anybody an excuse to say it didn't work. I mean, yeah. it will work. As sure as my hair is red, it will work, y'all. Yeah. It's if you just do that and you don't do anything else, you will get results. Absolutely. You will. You will. You'll get engagement. You'll learn. You'll learn how to make your, 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 your approach better. You'll learn what people want. Clarity mm -hmm. comes from taking action. Jenny, she says it all the time, and I totally, totally believe it. Yeah. Michelle, thank you so much for being here. I, it is such an honor. Thank uh, you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We'll pop that link in on Facebook for everybody. And I am Kendrick Shope. Thank you for being here. I believe in you, and I believe in your business. You can do this. Let's go.